This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truth Life. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim. And today I have probably like the episode I'm most excited to share with you all. And I know we have a lot of great episodes, but today's topic is fascia. And our guest is Craig Cohen, who I'm probably his number one fan. And I'm showing you today probably a side of myself you might not know about. I guess it's a dorkier side because we're talking about science and the body and I am fully fascia obsessed and I have been for about 10-15 years. But I don't share it a lot on social media because this is not my expertise. This is my passion and interest that grows from getting to know my own body, its restrictions, and learning how to heal it both emotionally and physically. But it's not my expertise. I'm not a fascial release therapist, no training in that. It just is own self-exploration and learning, and I find it so fascinating. I could talk about fascia forever. And simply because any work I've ever had done that is on the fascia has made such a profound impact on my well-being, my physicality, and has caused lasting change, most importantly. Oftentimes when we have pain and we go to body workers, we do get some sort of relief, but it's very short-term. Myofascial release really impacts us on a much more permanent, more being the key word here, nothing is, is permanent, as Craig will explain. But fascia is a huge part of our body. It's connective tissue all around our body that is underneath our skin, but above our bone. And yet 
most doctors and healers that we go to don't even think about it. It doesn't show up on scans, and yet we can have restrictions in these areas and very real sensations, but without validation from people and scanning and the way that we typically find diagnosis, a lot of us are kind of like lost in the space of, I know I'm in pain, but nobody knows how to help me. And so my real purpose in sharing this episode is, of course, not to just have like a really fun conversation with Craig, but to also open your eyes up to all the various types of healing modalities that exist in our bodies. There is such a place for doctors and surgery, etc. But a lot of people don't know that there's a lot of that leads up until you make your way to doctor and surgery and that can be avoided. Those things also can cause more complications. So we really want to inch our way towards the higher level of intervention without jumping to the highest intervention possible. A lot of people don't know that there are options below things like surgery. So this episode today is really informative and really talking about what MFR, the John Barnes technique specifically, is about. And why I think this is so important to bring on the truthiest life is because Fascia is all around our body and our body sends us wisdom about ourselves. If we are not in touch with the wisdom about ourselves, we can't truly live authentically. A lot of the trauma that we accumulate in our lives, whether physical, emotional, as Craig calls it, little or big or cumulative, it lives within our body and it can cause us to subconsciously or consciously live out our lives in a way that is not truthful. Every session that I have had with myofascial release, which by the way, I go to for pain, or that was my entry point into this work, has actually allowed me to much more deeply process things, work through things, and walk out with so much more clarification as to who I am, why I am, and have huge breakthroughs and releases and freedom comes from that. So this conversation is is complex. It's not just body and it's not just mind. It's a mind-body approach. And it's, if you can't tell, my most favorite body work technique because it really hits everything, the physicality and the emotional. And then there's an integration that happens at the end that we take with us and we carry with us. And I think that's just such a beautiful part of the treatment. Of course, I'm going to put Craig's information below and a lot of what he shared in this episode. But if you are looking for a therapist in your area, you can go to the John Barnes website and you can search your state and see if there's anybody near you that offers this treatment. I hope that you love this episode as much as I do. And if it feels like, oh my gosh, I can't remember this all, that's totally normal. There's a lot of information on here. Just take it for what it is and start to digest that there's so much more to our bodies than we give the credit for. Thanks for listening and I'll see you back here next week. Well, hello, Craig. Good to see you. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. I wish I was in Miami on the table right now, experiencing your magic before or after this session, but just being in your presence is healing enough. So <laughs> I'll take what I can get today. I appreciate those are kind words. Thank you very much. I mean, every single one of them. I, I don't know if you know how big of an impact you've had on my health, well-being and insight into my own body. Do you know that? <laughs> well, again, thank you very much for for the kind words. You know, as as a as a body worker, as a practitioner, we open the door. You're the one that does all the work, so you get you okay. get all the credit. Interesting. Okay, so I'll just start by saying that Craig's work is incredible, and Craig himself is incredible, and it definitely does take a willingness on my end and a, a dance between practitioner and patient to, I feel like, establish the results that I've gotten from working with you. But I will just kind of tease people into this episode by 
saying that after one of our sessions together or during one of our sessions, I felt the craziest release in my neck during, I don't know, I think it was three, four years ago, pre-pandemic. And you you were working my neck and I felt like something rising up through my neck and then it released. And I was like, that was weird. And fast forward for the next 24 hours, I ended up getting like very sick, throwing up. And it wasn't probably like years after till I actually made that connection that and this is my thoughts, not your professional opinion, that I truly was like releasing something very emotionally stuck in my body. And the result was like an actual purge of it. I mean, that's not how most of my sessions go with myofascial release. But for me, it really speaks volumes about how potent the work can be. Yes. Is that a normal reaction to myofascial work? So yeah, myofascial release is, is this brilliant work that uh, I've been studying now for a little over 20 years. And the, the gentleman that came up with the work, John Barnes, has taught us that the purge, so to speak, is what you refer to, happens a lot. Because what, what ends up happening is the emotions, the trauma, the, the physical toxins that we build up in our bodies have the option to then be released and then expelled from the body if you give them permission to do so. And that's what you did. You are able to release, let go, expel, purge, use the word that you want, and then move beyond the trauma that you were holding in your neck at that point. It's a, a wild thing to really think about. And I guess the reason I use it with such caution is because, I mean, my goal in speaking to you is to open people's understanding to fascia, fascia work, and the you know all the body workers that play such a huge role in helping people emotionally and physically. Right. That being said, I've had many myofascial right. treatments with you, with other people, and I've never had that response. So I think that that might scare people. And that's the only reason that I'm like, sure. you know, I want to say that happened one time. Sure. I have really good sessions a lot of the time, even maybe better. But that was the most tangible experience that I've had. Sure. So let's let's back up a moment and talk about what fascia is in general. And then we'll we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that. So many, many years ago, when the powers that be were doing dissections on humans, they would like to get to the tissue. They want to look at the muscle. They want to look at the bone. So they would discard this fabric, this connective tissue in the body, push it aside. And what they were actually discarding was the fascia. And in the last, let's say 15, 20 years where the science has really kind of come up in fascia, we're recognizing that fascia is a system within itself. Fascia is, uh, if you would imagine a sweater or a spider's web, and that spider's web covers us from head to toe, back to front, right to left. It's, it's a continuous webbing of tissue that binds our, our muscles, our ligaments, our arteries and veins, our organs, all together into one common sheath that continues throughout our entire body. So fascia is very densely woven. It's a connective tissue that, that penetrates every aspect of our body. And when we experience trauma, right? And that trauma could be a physical trauma from a slip and fall. It can be from a car accident. It can be an emotional trauma. It can be from a, a verbally abusive relationship, or it can be from a uh, somebody being bullied or anything of that nature, any type of trauma in this world, right? Now, we like to lump trauma into two main sections. Those are the big ones, the slip and falls where you fall down a flight of stairs and you break an arm. That's a pretty big trauma. The traumas that happen when you bend over and pick a pencil off the floor and your back goes out, right? Those are small micro traumas that happen over a period of time. And then there's that one little incident that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Well, all of those traumas get stored in the fascial system. The newest research out there is showing that the consciousness of our body is stored within our fascial system. 
And if our fascial system goes from head to toe as one continuous tissue, that means our consciousness and our memories of those traumas, whether it be large or small, small that build up into a larger one, they get held in that fascia creating resistances. So what we do as my fascia release therapists is we use our techniques that John has taught us throughout the years, and we open the doors for the trauma to be released if the client on the table yourself chooses to do so. And the opportunity to purge or release those traumas becomes available to us. And that's an amazing aspect of the work that we do. So we don't want to scare patients off, of course. Myofascial release will only go as far as you, the patient, wants it to get, wants it to go. For sure. And it's actually worth mentioning that what drew me to fascia, fascia work, working with you, was actually not emotional trauma. I have a interest in my own body because of pain, alignment issues, chronic things, I don't know the right word here, that have, before I found you, I was looking inward at my own body, studying it. And, you know, anytime I come to you, we're working on my hips, my low back, the same areas that I complain of about the physicality. But at the same time, within that is also the emotional. So I think that a lot of people, when they hear me talk about you, I have this idea, I don't know if it's true or not, but they might envision you as like a super spiritual healer that looks a certain way. And in reality, you are a physical therapist. You operate out of your own business, a physical therapist's office. It looks like a very typical physical therapist's office. And then you have a little room where you do MFR. It's nothing super out there and different from what most mainstream people have seen when it comes to body work, if you've you've ever envisioned what a physical therapist's office looks like. And I think that kind of might break down the barriers as well, like people coming in for physical trauma accidents that they know about or don't know about, and then working more deeply. Do you find that a lot of people come for the physical and then are like, okay, this actually worked a lot more deeply? Yeah. So most people come to me when they have an ache or pain, something going on in their body. Um, They've been referred to me because thank goodness people like yourself have had positive uh, responses and things have gone well. You'll tell your friend, your friend comes to me, oh, I've got a shoulder pain, a back pain, neck pain, whatever it may be. And then we explain during that session what myofascial release and the technique that I use and that we, many of us use here in our practice. But yes, I'm a physical therapist. I went to physical therapy school many, many, many years ago. Um, and I've been practicing everything from the John Barnes myofascial release to orthopedics. Um, my first degree was athletic training in sports medicine. I was the uh, an athletic trainer in college and pro sports for a while um, before I went to physical therapy school. So my main methodology is myofascial release, but I'm also very uh, schooled and educated in the orthopedic world of outpatient physical therapy. So the combination of the myofascial release combined with the neuromuscular educational work is really what creates the solid foundation of success of our practice here. And what drew you specifically away from physical therapy into exploring myofascial? Because not everybody who does myofascial release therapy, John Barnes method, is a physical therapist. That's correct. Correct. So in the state of Florida and everywhere, every state's a little bit different, but in the state of Florida, we require a license to touch, right? And that's a massage therapist, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, an MD, somebody who has a license to, uh, to touch another human being in a professional manner. So... I would say what really drew me towards the myofascial work was watching how the industry 
the the medical industry and we'll use the word general and we're not going to get into this too deeply but was mm -hmm. very much gearing towards multiple patients at the same time um based therapies very little one-on-one -on -one time not as much time really connecting uh with a with a patient whether it be manually or or, or on a neuromuscular educational component you'd have three or four people being treated at the same time there's no way you could spend that one-on-one -on -one time with one another and I was introduced to this work very early on to my career and light bulbs just started popping. And for me, I was very much drawn to it. And I followed both avenues. One was it gives me the one-on-one -on -one personal time that I would like to have with a, with a patient that I can make a difference in their lives and they can make a difference in their own lives. But also because it really affords me the opportunity not to see multiple patients in time. I see one-on-one. -on -one. You gave a really solid foundation as to what fascia is. Fascia is one of those things I could hear over and over again and hearing it again and seeing it described by different people. It takes so many times to understand it because it's not a bone that we understand. To understand there's this web of connective tissue underneath our skin above the bone that it's not even picked up on most scans. Is that correct? That's correct. We don't. You don't see it on uh, x-rays or, or MRIs or things like that. That's an important thing I would love to touch on in just a moment. Sure. Sure. But for anybody who's hearing this word for the first time, I want you to really envision what this is because most practitioners don't even consider it because it's kind of lost in what the eye can't see, even when we do scans that go inward. So you did such a fantastic job sharing what fascia is. Can you now break down what MFR, the John Barnes method specifically is? Because it is different than a massage. Correct. That is correct. So let's take it uh, even a step further. If you can imagine an orange sliced in half, and when you look at the orange, you see the outer thick skin of the orange, then inside you see the white pectin inside part, and then beyond that you see the little triangles. And if you turn that orange upside down, those little triangle pieces are not going to fall out because from the outer thick nature of the skin of the orange to the inner layers of the pectin all the way wound all the way through those little triangle pieces to the center of the orange are bound together by the, 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 the orange's fascia. So what John Barnes has figured out through unfortunately an injury to himself many, many, many years ago, he found that three main principles would affect the inner nature of the human fascia from external touch. And the three main uh, factors that he breaks down are pressure, shear, and time. So with pressure, if you can imagine pressing a raft into a body of water, if you push too hard, that raft is going to squirt out one side or the other, or it's not going to be very stable. If you don't push down enough, nothing really happens. So if you push down just enough to where the buoyancy of the water pushes back on the raft, you find that equilibrium. And that's the same thing that we do in the body. We find where the body's tissue pushes back at us and we hold that space. And then we create shear or separation. We can do it with one hand or we can do it with two hands based on the technique. And what we do is we once we find the exact point of buoyancy, so to speak, we create a shear force, a separation force in the restriction of the fascia. And then the most important aspect here is time. We wait. We wait at what's called a, the barrier, the piezoelectrical barrier. We hold it there for three to five minutes until we start to feel change and shift in the tissue. And you'll actually feel it in your hands. The patient will feel it in their bodies. 
It's almost like this wave that comes up underneath your hand. It's very, very cool. After many, many years of doing this, I still think it's the coolest sensation ever. But we wait. We wait three to five minutes for the tissue to start to change its viscosity, meaning that it becomes more infused with fluid, more pliable. Almost think of saltwater taffy starting to stretch and lengthen in time. We don't pull it apart. We just wait for it to melt and lengthen. And that's the technique. Pressure shear in time. We hold that. We can do it with cross hands. We can do it with elbows. We can do it with hands. And anywhere in the body, it works beautifully. How does it differ from deep tissue? Let's talk about, you know, in our world today of of Instagram and whatnot, we've got a few seconds to kind of show you what we do. And it's not exactly a very sexy thing to show somebody just kind of hanging out there for three to five minutes waiting for tissue underneath. You're probably not going to see on a video. So what I'll show you is I'll show you how to use a foam roller or a ball and I'll roll on that. And that is almost like a deep tissue right? It has its benefits. It promotes blood flow. It can promote some length in the tissue, but without the time component, you're not going to get to the fossil connective tissue, the collagen fiber that leads to the long lasting change in the system that we're always looking for. So if you do foam rolling before a workout, you'll notice that you'll feel good in the moment. You'll do your workout, but then your tissue will contract back again. In other words, you're not making the long-term changes that you're looking for with a foam roller or with a ball. Again, both have a great benefit, but they're very different from myofascial release in that the three to five minute hold component allows the deeper collagen tissue to actually create a new length, which is then permanent. And that's what the neuromuscular reeducation component is afterwards, is now you need to learn how to use that new range of motion that you have. Right. Because you say permanent, but it's not like we come to you and we're done because we leave you. And even the most diligent person who's doing their exercises that you give afterwards, like the body is still very habitual. It goes back to what it, what it has been doing for decades for most people that, that see you. And it, it's, it's really like a 360 lifestyle attention to body, perhaps to make it truly permanent. That being said, the shift in the body goes beyond what a massage deep tissue does for me, at least, you know, deep tissue, I might feel good for the day, maybe the night. But with MFR, I have a structural change because fascia, I I refer to it as sticky. I don't know if that's proper or not, but I think I think of it as a very sticky thing. So it gets stuck. That's a fantastic way to put it. Yeah. When, when fascia is injured and there's a resistance point, there's no blood flow, there's no oxygen, there's no nutrient that gets into that area and it becomes scarred down. So that's a great way to describe it. And it just feels so good when you unstick it and the fascia goes back to being more pliable. Uh And then that area that has been, this is how I envision it, mask down. Let's say like my low back is my area, my SI joint, my sacroiliac, right? After I work with you, there's like space in there and blood flow. And with that comes mobility. And like, I'm no longer just this like robot because I can move my body and, and take up space. And it's, It's so much more than just pain relief. It is like taking back your power in the world. It's so transformative. Yeah, the work is is very, very powerful. Uh, I truly do love it. And uh, you touched on a few points there. Number one, there's no such thing as permanency, right? We know that in life, uh, things are going to happen. We know that uh, small traumas are going to happen throughout our lives. And you also touched on the point that once these uh, fossil changes are made in your system, It's also up to you when you leave our office to make some other small micro changes in your life to uh, keep those changes in place, right? If you bang your head against a wall and you have a headache, 
you can come to me and I'll help you get rid of your headache. But if you leave here and bang your head against the wall, not much is going to happen with that, right? So we got to get you to stop banging your head against the wall and give you something else to do to relieve those headaches. In the real world of, of fascia and posture, today's technological world is very flexed forward. Uh, we drive in a flex forward position. We type on our computers or our phones or iPads, whatever it may be. So we have to come up with different ways to, number one, be very aware of our small little things that take place on a daily basis multiple times um, and make small changes. And those small changes over a long period of time is what's going to make the structure, the scaffolding, the posture within the system become a little bit more pliable, a little bit more healthy in general. I love the pliability word. It really yeah. speaks to what's what's going on. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast, How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So before finding that myofascial work existed and just being interested in, in fascia in general, somehow I, I stumbled upon this in my own, when I was studying my body and getting my master's in nutrition and exercise. And I was like, how can I penetrate this level? And I started looking into acupuncture and cupping and I've done dry needling and all these things have been hugely helpful because and how I envision it, it is getting through to that layer and I've, it helps bring the blood flow and I'm a huge proponent of those things. Sure. But what I think it's missing is the healing power of the hands and 
a listener on the other side of those hands. So yes, the acupuncturist is still working with your exact body, but the hand that's feeling the shift or the non-shift, not using a timer to say, okay, you know, you're move here, move there, is just like so deeply listening to a body. Um, I don't know if there's a deeper level of listening. Yeah, so all those modalities that you've mentioned, dry needling and acupuncture and cupping and, and massage, these are all beautiful and wonderful uh, modalities that that allow for for wonderful effects within our body. What myofascial release allows for is we use a word called resonance, right? And you can imagine the ripple in in the wave of a pond. And when two bodies, two people's energies become in resonance, those ripples double in size because the energy is now doubled. And when we talk about the energy that surrounds us, it can become 10 times as much. And so the connection becomes that much greater because of the resonance shared between two people that are in sync. And that's what the myofascial world allows for is the connection between two people, shared energy, the exchange of that energy, and then the receiving of the openness that is given throughout that myofascial system. And, and that's the beautiful of the work. That's the beauty of the work. And there's many practitioners in different modalities that do this kind of thing but it's ever present in the myofascial world. The hands-on touch is, is, in my opinion, the greatest healing ever. And the act of listening, right? Because we listen not only through our ears, but we listen through our hands and we respond in that way. And what's so remarkable recording this podcast in 2023 is that it cannot be replaced by technology. I mean, a robot couldn't do it. It doesn't have a heartbeat, right? It's right. It, The energy is not there. And so I, I, don't know, I hold so dearly to these things that cannot be <laughs> replaced because it feels like everything can be replaced at, at this point. But true, real things can't be. And we need to support those arts and healing arts that are that are out there so that they don't get, you know, a technology to try and replace it, which... You know, something might come out that resembles MFR somehow, you know, but it's not the person. So I'm curious, you know, it does take a, it is a very intimate session without words in the sense that you are opening traumas that people might not even know about emotionally. Right. I had a friend who I sent her to a myofascial release guy that it's in my town who I recently found who's wonderful. And they quickly formed enough trust that she had like a full emotional breakdown in his office and a, a, a cathartic breakdown, not a break, a breakdown. And then she recovered you lift know. Up. A, and then a lift up, um, an emotional lift up. But for some people, they might start to feel that bubble of emotion coming up and then feel very unsafe with a stranger if it's their first session or second time. Have you had an experience where somebody is resisting what's coming up? because they are not comfortable with you or just don't feel safe, maybe from other reasons? Sure, sure. We have a couple of basic rules in our office. And the first one is safety. We want to make sure that the individual is safe in the environment, that they have full control of the session from beginning to end. If the pressure is too much or too light, feel free to speak up little less, little more. If anything is uncomfortable, whether it be uh, the pressure is uncomfortable in a place in the, in the body or they're emotionally uncomfortable, they are instructed in the very, very beginning of every single session, whether I've seen them once or I've seen them 10 times, is that they are in control of the session and can stop it at any time. And when we re reach a point of trust, our role as a therapist is never ever to push, but to hold space. 
it's the patient on the table to reach a point of comfort and trust to be able to express what they're feeling if they feel comfortable and they choose to do so. Our job as therapists is a facilitator. We open the doors. And if the client decides to, to cross that threshold, if they choose to express, we're going to hold that very sacred. We're going to hold space and we're going to let them know that they are in a safe environment to express that. That's beautiful. So there hasn't been too many instances where somebody doesn't feel at, where they feel that they've been pushed because there's so much framework to support them. Right. So first and foremost, the myofascial world, we never push, whether it be physically, emotionally, and I am not a trained psychologist. So that's first and foremost. Forcing creates injuries. When you push on systems that don't want to be pushed on and the body's resisting and I'm going to overpower and force, I'm going to tear fibers and tissues and create inflammation and bruising. We don't do any of that. We hold tension in our system for three to five minutes and we wait. We hold space. And if the client feels an emotion or a memory coming up, they have the freedom to express what they're feeling and what that memory might be from the time they were a child or something that took place last week even. But we never, ever force and we never, ever push. And it's a shared experience between all of us. I assume that most of most of your sessions are calm, for lack of a better word, but yeah. have there been very uncalm sessions that have been appropriate? Can you give an example of, because again, like my, my big catharsis through myofascial didn't happen on the table. It happened after, mm -hmm. but certain things that people can expect on the table and sure. how regular that is. Sure. So, you know, again, it's when people come to us or come to myself in the space, they may not know that I'm a myofascial release therapist and we provide the information of what myofascial release is and the way John teaches it and the way I follow those rules and techniques, they come with some sort of a, of a movement pattern dysfunction. Let's call it that. So oftentimes we'll get a client that comes in after a car accident. And what will happen is just before the accident happens, the body might assume a, a protective posture, a forward flexed, compressed posture. And what will oftentimes happen is when the subconscious is taken, given freedom to roam, so to speak, your body will automatically kind of go into that fetal protective posture. And whether that happens on the table or out in just the general public, they'll find themselves kind of shutting down in areas of stress. And it's just a remembering of that trauma that they experienced in that accident. And what happens is on the table, when things start to soften and things start to let go in our body and the fascia is starting to release, the memory of that car accident may come up in their minds. It may come up in their consciousness, which is their fascial, their fascial tissue. And they might start to open up a little wider in their chest and their shoulders and hold their heads up a little higher as they're going through this process. We call that unwinding. That's the fascia going through. Well, let me rephrase that. That's what John calls unwinding. I follow John's rules, and so I call it unwinding too. But mm -hmm. what happens is the, the, the fascial tissue that has been traumatized and protected in that position begins to unfold, unwind. And now that very closed posture starts to become into this lengthening position on the table. And it's beautiful to watch. And it's very safe. We don't let anybody go flying. It's a very safe environment. But we do watch people unwind their traumas, whether they're physical or emotional traumas, oftentimes on the table. We've had clients that, whether it be uh, physically abused as children or watching a sibling being abused from the other room, and they're experiencing that again on the table. 
and just letting go. Because those those experiences in our lives lead to the way we hold our postures and the way we hold our bodies. And those lead to chronic issues down the road because everything becomes more compressed and more folded over. And so our fossil system adapts to that until they're able to go through it again. And this is when we really reach out to professionals, psychologists and psychiatrists to help work with us, because again, that's not my training, in helping these individuals get through some of those more major traumas. I actually forgot that word unwinding, and I'm sure I've experienced it with you, but my practitioner here in New York, he's used it before and said that I went through it. And I don't know, something like meditative when you're on the table where he witnessed it, but I actually didn't feel anything. So from a patient point of view, what is like, I mean, I might have been feeling a release, but I wasn't noticing my body moving involuntarily. Uh, So I just think it's important to share like patient point of view, what like is actually very visibly grand and real to a, it's kind of subtle for the, the person, at least for me in my own experience. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What is the relationship between fascia and pain? Let's come back to the unwinding for one second because I want to give you a very clear example and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump into the connection there. When you wake up in the morning and you're just kind of half awake, kind of half asleep still, and you do this like crazy stretch, right? And then you just kind of go on with your day. 
10 minutes later, you don't think about what that crazy stretch was. Right. That was unwinding. It's intuitive. It's, it's within us. Our body tells us to do it. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah. As a therapist, we'll never move you on the table and say, Ooh, look, you're unwinding. No, it's really, like you said, subconscious it's within us. And when we let go, take off the proverbial breaks, we let our body just go. And that's, that's a perfect example is that you're half asleep, half awake, and your body just starts to let go. If you watch an animal, a dog or a cat, when they first wake up, that's their unwinding. True. Uh, animals are the most primal at that. So John Barnes was, was paying attention to things around him, I guess. Very much so. My next question was about pain, but if I could just lead you a little bit further into the bigger picture, and very few people listening to this podcast will never experience a chronic issue with pain. If you don't have it now, you may have it when you're older. These things catch up to you or injuries happen. But oftentimes these pain is missed by health professionals. What is the relationship between fascia and pain and why do brilliant doctors oftentimes move into things like surgery or say, I don't see a problem that you might recognize. I'm going to speak from a, a therapeutic perspective. Pain is extraordinarily complex. Pain is very real. And what one individual experiences as pain is not going to be what the other person next to them experiences as pain. So it's a very complex conversation to begin with. From a fascial perspective, you know, we talked earlier about uh, that sliced orange, right? And how fascia intertwines itself through all of our systems within our bodies. And when I remember going through school, we were taught the musculoskeletal system. We were taught the nervous system. We were taught the system of, of uh, uh, the circulatory system of arteries and veins. Then we're talking about organelle systems. And we were taught in a very separate way. Right. And it makes sense in a linear thought process that when we look at a picture of musculoskeletal of, of muscles and, and bone, and then next to it, we have another picture of, of nerves, we think, well, these are two different systems. And the reality is there's nothing individualized in our body. Everything is entwined. Everything travels through and connects to one another. So fascia, if you can imagine that orange and you squeeze the orange, what happens? Well, the juices start getting squeezed out, right? And what's happening is the fascia is compressing the blood vessels, the arteries and, and veins. They're squeezing the nerve. They're squeezing the lymph systems. They're squeezing the fluid out of the areas and they become less oxygenated, less fluid, less hydrated. And that can affect our range of motion, which then means we need to come up with a different way to move. And when we come up with different processes of movement, well, now we're compensating and using accessory movements. And that leads to chronic movement dysfunction, which then leads to further fascia restrictions and the cycle kind of continues. So when we talk about fascia and pain, what we're really talking about is trauma that creates restriction in the fascia, which compresses pain-sensitive structures, which leads to faulty movement patterns, which then repeat themselves over and over again. Doesn't show up on an MRI or an X-ray. So you go to the physician with a shoulder pain, you do an X-ray and MRI, it looks good because in actuality, what's happening is my hip has been pulled due to a hamstring tear or a an injury down there, and now my shoulder's compensating because of a different movements that are happening in my hip. So John always uses the, the phrase, and I follow it to the T, is find your pain and look elsewhere for your cause. Genius. Look at the body globally, 
right? You're not a shoulder, you're a human, and your human includes the entire body. So when we go to a physician and we're complaining of a shoulder pain, that maybe the problem isn't the shoulder, but it's a movement dysfunction caused by somewhere else in the body, or who knows? We find out what we can find out from there. Yeah, it's actually worth mentioning that when I've worked with you or the practitioner that I have here in New York, oftentimes I'll say it's my, you know, my right hip is just nagging and it's stuck and very rarely is the initial starting place there. And it's like, hello, are you listening to me at first? But if you go to, you know, enough MFR, you start to realize that even the most in tune with their body, I consider myself very in tune. The starting point is oftentimes elsewhere and it's, it's shocking and it's humbling and I love it because it's like the body really holds so much information and it's not so obvious. But going back to compensating again, just for anybody who's entering this conversation that is new to all these words, just to illustrate it, my right hip does this crazy cracking noise. And it was, it did it from when I was 20 to 25 and I'd walk around, do the crack and then move on throughout my day, throughout my day, 26, 27 left hip enters the chat. Now it's doing the cracking thing. So when I remember when I was like, okay, now it's both of my hips, you explained to me and it made a lot of sense that, you know, right hip was out of whatever. I don't know the, exactly what was going on. And it, it, it did what it could for as long as it could until it needed help. So then the left, I guess, was, was working really hard because the right couldn't handle it. And now they're both kind of collapsing, right? So now I've got issues on both sides because, well, everybody does. You, everybody has some that maybe they don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to illustrate the point of compensation and it's yeah. not necessarily immediate. Yeah. A lot the body works so hard for as long as it can can't till it can't and then you see the compensation consequence is what I guess I'm trying to say. Correct. And, and you're not wrong. Everybody has something. We live we're, we're thankful to live on a planet that has gravity and gravity mm. is the constant that pulls us down. I hate gravity. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up and fight gravity every day. But gravity's going to win. We're not going to be gravity. And thank goodness for that, right? Uh, we live on a planet that has gravity. It's going to pull us down. And if you could take, if if anybody watching this or listening to this just takes a bundle of shirt in their left hand and just scrunches it up and pulls it down into the left. And you could probably see in my shirt, I'm being pulled this way. But look at my shoulder. My shoulder got pulled. Down. And that's the compensatory responses that you're talking about. It's exactly what it is. And we live in a world of gravity, which means we're going to get pulled down and we're going to have injury in our body because we live in a world with gravity and stairs and steps and and children and toys and, and whatnot. And sometimes it happens. I've never met anybody that's never had something wrong. So that leads to compensation. I did see you after I've had a baby, I think one time, and you said something so profound, but it also made me feel very seen that like the mother bearing years essentially are the most twisted because uh, of holding the baby on one hip up and like, and I honestly think it's one of the hardest parts of motherhood is the physical, like not, I'm not even talking about the pregnancy. I'm talking about like holding a baby, grabbing things, having zero time to unwind and focus on self. Like I remember coming in like a twisted pretzel, but in a completely other way. Um, So mothers, if you're listening, please, acknowledge your fascia and see somebody for MFR, even just one time, it'll be so important for you. So good for you. You know, we, we have a, a women's health myofascial release therapist here in our office in Miami, uh, Dr. Luan Menda. And, you know, motherhood is beautiful. It is one of the most amazing experiences that, uh, that a human can go through. And I will also throw in it that it's, and maybe you can back me up here. It's traumatic. 
again, we love this bundle of joy and we want to hold this bundle of joy. And, and now that that soul is a little older, you've got her on your hip more than mm-hmm. you do on the shoulder. So when you hold her on one hip more often than the other, well, then our body starts to compensate and certain muscles start to get used more than others and stability becomes a, a play. And if we think about childbirth in general, you know, six months after a woman gives birth, we still have relaxin coursing through your bodies, which basically all the ligament structures in your bodies have now, or they're loosened, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the, mm-hmm. the childbirthing process that, that happens, whether you have a C-section or not, uh, that hormones through the system. And that requires our musculoskeletal system to pick up the slack and everything kind of gets a little out of whack. So it's very important that uh, during pregnancy, postpartum, that you see a myofascial release therapist to kind of help get your body back into its proper sink. And it's such a treat if you are breastfeeding because of what goes into the neck and I'm, I'm illustrating it right now, but you're, oh my gosh, the, like the web that I felt of tension in my neck when I was breastfeeding, I did see an acupuncturist was before I had an MFR person here. It was really hard. But for any of my mothers who are listening that are like, I don't have an MFR person, I just also wanted to share that exercise, like moving my body right now is absolutely critical for me for a completely like new reason. And it's my own unwinding, my own like joint stacking, as we say in yoga and making space in my body. So it's not just going to the practitioner. It's not the only way to refine self. Um, it's just the, the main reason I get on my mat every morning right now is to unwind, make space, undo, and then strengthen so that it's like locked in place for a little bit of time till the next day, till I put her back on my hip and we, you know, do the whole thing again. <laughs> There's a brilliant uh, woman, Joanne Avison, who is started off as a yoga instructor and has delved into the world of tensegrity and fascia. And so now she's melded the two worlds of yoga and fascia and tensegrity into one. And uh, she's a wonderful resource for, for yoga instructors out there. Tom Myers uh, with his fascial slings, a little bit more linear than John teaches. John teaches a multidimensional uh, fascial approach where John uh, uh, Tom Myers comes from more of a, of a linear clinical approach, but again, both very, very wonderful resources to really go there. Movement is the most important medicine we have, right? Food, movement, that's it. Those are the two mm-hmm. best things that we can give our bodies because movement allows for hydration of the tissue. That's what we want. And so what I would ask anybody that gets on their mat every day just to explore their movement is whenever they feel some resistance, wait. Try not to to achieve the pose. Sit in the restriction, breathe into the restriction, allow for that to let go, then move on from there. So be very aware, take time during the process to open up your fascia on your own. For sure. And not all yoga is is equal in that way. So a lot of times a doctor or even a body worker will say, just go to yoga. It's like yoga could actually tear at your body more. But if you're listening to your body the same way a a practitioner where you can find those sweet spots. What was the name of the woman who? Joanne Avison, A-V-I-S-O-N. First name's Joanne. There's a, a lot of people that that I follow and I've studied with. And uh, John Barnes, obviously, Carol Davis. Uh, Dr. Davis is a uh, professor emeritus at the University of Miami. She's one of the leading uh, clinical researchers of fascia. She's a dear, dear friend and a mentor. Joanne Avison, John Sharkey, uh, he's a clinical anatomist. 
who's really led the work with Dr. Jean Guillain-Barteau. If you really want to dive into the science of this work, this is kind of where you go. Jean Guillain-Barteau came out with a, a video called Strolling Under the Skin that you can find on YouTube. And it's the perfect um, scientific explanation of how the, the fascial tissue is so multi-layered and there's no space in our body and how it all connects together. So there's lots of great, great research out there. And then just to kind of wrap up this episode, you did mention that you have a special woman's special yeah. release. I'm sorry, what did you refer to her as? So uh, Dr. Luan Menda is a women's health myofascial release therapist, as well as a traditional myo myofascial release therapist. She has extra training in working in the pelvic floor mm -hmm. uh, with females, uh, whether it be pre or postpartum, whether it be urinary incontinence issues or any types of issues of uh, urinary frequency or, or urgencies postpartum. So that's her greatest expertise. And um, we offer that here in our office in Miami as well. And I, I was a little mind blown, actually, when I first heard about the pelvic floor work, because just I want everybody who's interested to just kind of know what that might entail. Sure. Uh, from my understanding, the practitioner is actually going inside the vagina, correct? Correct. Obviously, there's appropriate dressing, communications, conversations yes. beforehand. And yes, the practitioner is entering vaginally to release the pelvic floor of the walls because you have direct access of the muscular tissue at that point. And it's pretty rare to actually be able to be so close to a muscular tissue. So it's not something that I've ever done. Not that I'm opposed to it, but it, it's a different type of work than the myofascial work that you and I do. Well, you know, again, as, as a male practitioner, I'm not comfortable there. I leave it for the people that are comfortable doing that and who are, are schooled and trained and educated in that, uh, in, in that area. My expertise is more on orthopedics and neuro-re-ed and the fascial component allows for that to work very, very well. But it, the, the, the women's health component is unbelievably powerful. Painful intercourse, urinary issues, all those types of things that, that women deal with on a regular basis, they are common, but they're not normal right? So there's treatment for that and they're non-invasive treatments. They're common, not normal. But again, if you don't know that this type of work exists, Correct. you're out there on an island by yourself. You might even run it by your OB and they might, you know, take a look, but they don't see anything. Again, I just want to highlight that whatever you may be going through pain-wise or just health-wise, if you haven't found somebody to listen and say, I understand, I've heard of this and I can help, keep looking because there's so many modalities out there. I guess kind of circling back to that conversation, I think that I see it a lot like with my own dad who doesn't know anything other than like, I don't feel good. I go to a doctor and there's mm -hmm. plenty, I believe, you know, there's a time and a place for that. But this was actually an interesting story just to get your, your take on it. And then we'll, we'll wrap up. My dad came over the other day and he said, my knee was really bothering me a few months ago. I went to the hospital of special surgery and they told me, all right, we can do surgery on you. And I almost scheduled it. Then he went to his gym where he works out and he told his trainer and his trainer said, why don't we try some squats? And I guess he's been doing squats for long enough that he goes, the pain's completely gone. And my dad was like, why would the doctor tell me I need surgery when the answer was squats? And you know, Evan and I talk a lot about this when it comes to medicine and health, but the person you are seeking out will always offer you the highest thing in their toolbox. Like, so the surgeon is going to give you a surgery. The trainer is going to give you a squat and somewhere along that line, a squat isn't enough. Maybe there's something, but there's a lot in between the squat and surgery, mm -hmm. in my opinion. What's your take on that story? 
That, that, first of all, tell your dad I say hello. Oh. <laughs> I and sent him to Craig once for the experience. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. We have some good conversations. I agree with you that when you send somebody to a practitioner, you arrive in their, in, in their presence, they're going to offer you the best of what they have to offer. And for a surgeon, oftentimes I will say that's not surgery based on what they see on the imaging. Right. And again, in imaging, you're going to look at structure, you're going to look at bone structure, you're going to look at ligamentous structure and cartilage structures. And in somebody who is active and 70 plus or 80 plus, you're going to see some degeneration of those structures. When you come to see a physical therapist, we're going to offer you physical therapy type approaches. I'm going to offer you myofascial release and the trainer is going to offer you movement based scenarios. So this is the common confusion here is. I'm going to assign your dad an age, so please forgive me. Your dad goes to the doctor. He's 75 years young. He's been active his entire life. So the imaging may might actually show some degeneration of the main structures of his knee. It might show some arthritic changes. It might show some cartilaginous damage that exists, some torn cartilage in there. So would he be a candidate for surgery? I mean, I'm not a surgeon, but maybe. When he goes to the trainer and he brings in movement, what does that do? That movement creates lubrication of the joint because that's the way the knee works. When the knee starts to flex and extend, fluid moves in and out of the knee. It's a vacuum-packed joint. And the surrounding structures, the hip and the ankle, become more stable and involved. Signals between the spinal cord down to the foot start to work a little bit better. And now he walks out of the gym. He's like, oh, I'm pain-free, right? So somewhere in there lies the answer. We hope that surgery is the last resort, and there's plenty of cases we're out there where we can say, hey, listen, this person needs surgery. This is what needs to be done. And thank goodness we're in an environment where the skilled surgeons are that skilled. Technology is where it is and allows for that to happen. But I think a lot of the people that we see don't need it yet. And I think we should always try with the most conservative approach before we get there. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay, well, I know you've got to get back to sessions and treating people with those hero hands of yours. So thank you, Craig, for your your time, your expertise, for really like using your God-given talents in the world. It's so needed. I appreciate you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been great. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 
You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.